<laughs> yeah, I know you were you were you were working on something before this, and I'm sorry I, I rushed you. No, it's fine. I forgot that I had to do. I forgot we were doing this, even though you texted me about it yesterday. <laughs> How's the new studio, dude? It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been super fun. So I'm 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 uh, I'm enjoying it. Have and you been back to Jellico much for anything? I haven't been yet back, um, but I will be in less than a month doing okay. drums for a, for a band. Ooh, um, that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean it should be fun. It, it's um, wait, you're playing the drums? Is that I'm, what you're saying? That's not usually my job, but yeah, yeah. I have other job like recording drums. We're aware. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's why I thought it was funny that you asked me if I was playing the drums. Cause I'm like, saying you're like you're doing drums, or are you mixing drums, or like what? Are you, I'm are tracking you the drums. Tracking drums. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Okay. <clears throat> we got to get into the particulars. Here. The minutia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. Well, we have my epic writing drums for this band, Phineas Metal Band. Oh, dude. Yeah. Was that which uh, Ryan remembers because we were la- label mates. We with were them label for mates while. with Phineas. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're on, they're on solid state now. So that's just like one of the many. I basically had put in like a, a just like a stock. What would you call it? Stock? I don't know. Just like here, here's here's like a standard drum proposal if bands want to do drums, basically. Okay. And so there was like a few bands that came from from that. So they're just like, gonna do drums and then do the rest. I mean, they're metal bands, so like everything what? else will just be kind of like at, at home, like on the computer, kind of. The metal bands don't really need studios, so to speak. Yeah. They just need the computer and Axe effects, and they're good to yeah, go. Yeah, it's like everything is usually like in the box, and yeah. a lot of times drums are too. But for what? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is like their last record is really. It just sounds terrible in general, but the drums sound really bad. Hmm. So I was like, dude, we can for sure get better drums. So, but I'm know, doing Angelico because it's just like such a big spot. You know, yeah, it, right, it, right, right. Those wow. drums sound sick in that in that like emptied out <clears throat> chapel too. Yeah. Man sick drums dude dude i was pumped on my record dude the drum sounds so sick on my record dude, I, dude I, I gotta jam your record still ryan i've listened to grayling right. i've listened to grayling yeah, and yeah. i thought it was awesome yeah it man. sounds super cool so well i mean most of it's nate <laughs> no i'm just kidding most of the the drums and bass a lot of all of it's nate so that's like, awesome the oh, the guitar playing stuff. drums i just forget dude, he much. got so frustrated one night and i just kind of <laughs> I had to like mama bird him a little bit. I just kind of like was like, it's okay, man. We're we're good. Let's just let's call it a day. Let's call it's it a just, day. I'm not <laughs> I'm not a real drummer. So once I have to like be physically tired and but playing the drums, I'm not like you know you're not a real drummer. But all those drums are Nate. I'll even say this: I'm better than a lot of drummers at the drums. I'm not a drummer. <laughs> it's though. true. Like I'm not a drummer. Like a drummer has stamina has like a desire to play the drums <laughs> like all these things that i don't actually possess <laughs> um so the drums were were really fun in general i have only good uh memories of doing the drums for for your record and it was super fun and on, i mean honestly it's the first drums i did at jellico and i would have totally done them differently now but you know they sound cool like they're interesting sound there's some weird like drum custom I'm just pointing at a at a camera. It could be either of you guys. You, I appreciate all the hard work because you did a lot of hard work on that record. We yeah. were we were all working hard, but we were all it was it was so much fun because we just it was my first experience, Shane, with like 
So most of the time, like in bands, I was just the singer, right? I was just the front man. And so I didn't really do a lot. You know, I just kind of like showed up and dicked around and then just like did my parts and <laughs> fucked off. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was my job and it was, it, it, and everybody hated me for it, but it was what I did. You know what I mean? Like, it's your choice so, to do that. <laughs> I, it's very true. So this record was actually like stuff that I wrote. Uh, there's two songs that we did, which one of them was Grayling. And the other one was a song called Watch It Burn. And uh, those, I I remember telling him, I was like, I came up with him. I think we had like 30, right, Nate? Like for the record. 30 ideas, yeah. Yeah. 30 30 ideas, yeah, yeah, that I I wrote. Like demos, basically. Demos, they weren't like, some of them, some of them were fully fleshed out. 30 30 songs? 30 30 ideas? 30 ideas, yeah, yeah, that I I wrote. Like demos, basically. Demos, they weren't like, some of them, some of them were fully fleshed out, but most of them That's like 10 years of work for me right there. (laughs) Nate and I have been in bands together for how many fucking years, Nate? I mean, basically, as long as I've known Nate, we've been writing tunes tunes together. Long time, yeah since 2006 i wanted two that we were just gonna come up with on the fly and grayling was one of those and it's become the most the biggest song that i've put out for my stuff so i mean if that's if that's not a testament to how great nate is as a producer and as a writer and as a as a musician i don't know what is yeah like dude it's great man if that's if that's not a testament to how great nate is as a producer and as a writer and as a as a musician I don't know what is. I mean, like, dude can make <sighs> homies song, got skills. Dude, that song came up really like Yeah, that well that song was like so we wrote that song so quickly. Like I remember writing writing the riff and then writing the chorus like melody and it was just like this is I remember like writing something and then that night when we laid down the the uh the drum parts for it, but we had the scratch track for it. I went out to I was smoking at the time, by the way one year and a half without a cigarette oh, there you go yeah dude there you yeah, go dude. and uh i went out to have a smoke and i was like dude listen to this and i just like hummed along and then i remember saying that like that line uh but and i know that i can never afford it but i'm doubling down and and like nate finished my sentence as i was telling him he's like yeah that's sick that's sick that works you know what i mean like so it was like he we were it was one of those weird like simpatico things where, that we had where it was just like we're on the same page. We're we're, we're going we're going on the right route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song came together so quickly. Uh, Watch it burn too was just like all I needed was to listen to the scratch that we came up with, and then I just like went. I think I went in your living room, Nate, and then I just like finished that song. And I Dude, a lot of it was there, uh, it's it's one of those. Well, real quick on your on your on Grayling. This like I said, the song that I've I've heard. Like sure. Your voice to me sounds like it sounds it, like to me, it's like, I think it's the first time that I've heard you. And I guess I haven't heard like a ton of your music, but it's like, it feels so right. Like it feels yeah. like your voice is in the right setting compared it to is. like, like I said, like, and maybe, maybe the past is really like the past past is really my only reference, but it's like your voice sounds so good in that song. Cause it just feels like it's in the right place and it's like the right vibe. Mm-hmm. And so dude, freaking congrats on that. I love Thanks, it. Man. It sounds awesome. <laughs> Thanks, but like man. I'm Nate, very stoked on it. I think, I think it's, it's most definitely the best thing I've ever put out. Yeah. I'm psyched to hear the rest. Like, um, but like you said, like, I think like what Nate 
Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna wash your. Uh, we're gonna wash his balls. We're gonna jerk you know, him off a little bit. We're coming for the piece here, all right? <laughs> Three piece in a soda. All right, uh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I think the one thing that that I well, the one thing that I really enjoyed about working with Nate um, is that I think you're you just have a really great talent at drawing out the best in people as far as like, like thinking about like melodies and what the approach is going to be to this vocal performance, the lyrics and how they're lining up with things. It's like I, the, to, for me, the best example is that song Clementine. Like I was so nervous about that song because that's the song that, to me that really steps out the most that like, I'm like, okay, that's I, your hit son. Well, that's it's like, it. dude, it's like, <laughs> that's, a, that's your hit. Yeah, that like song that. to me rides this, like, this fine line in my mind, like it's probably not all that crazy of a thing, but in my mind, that's the one that rides the line of just like, okay, like this is a really killer song and I love everything about it. Musically, it feels on point. It feels like what I want, but it's like the whole thing hangs on the vocals of like, is it going to sound like an everything in slow motion, like badass rock song? Or is it going to sound like a stupid band from warp tour in 2011? It's like, <laughs> there's such a, like, it's a, it's a fine line. Like, and I knew that it, it entirely rested on like lyrics, obviously, but the melody was a big thing, especially in those verses. And, uh, man, dude, Nate, I leaned on you a lot on those verses sitting in your room there, like figuring out how are we <laughs> going to sing those? And, um, I mean, you know, and again, that's just grabbing the guitar and you messing around and being like, okay, like I, th I think this would be cool. And this, and then I would say like, well, what if we did this instead? And it's like, mm -hmm. you're like, nope, that's definitely crossing the line into dumb warp tour thing. <laughs> yes. Let's go back here. Yeah. But I'm just so happy with like how that whole record turned out with just like the choices that were made. And like I said, uh, that carries beyond vocals too with Nate, but it's like, you just have a really great ability and that's a, that's this all signs of a great producer is exactly. to just be able to draw the best out of people and figure out, mm. you know, how do we, how do we, whatever it is that you do, like I'm mm. sitting in Nate's house for a reason. There's a reason mm. I'm there making a record and people are going to hear it. So it's like, yeah. what is it that I do best and how can we make that happen? Yeah. Ultimately like my, my point of view usually is like, well, okay, let's, let's try to under understand a song that doesn't exist yet. Right. That's like, that's, that's, that's a huge, a big one. That's a yeah, huge yeah. part of it. And then, yeah. and I always just, you know, I, I always feel like it's my job to envision what the song should be like ultimately, and then try to keep everything that we're doing emotionally congruent to that vision that might, you know, and, and uh, sometimes it's like a shared vision between like, me and the artist which for you guys it totally was um yeah. but sometimes like even the artist is lost on what the song is or or maybe or maybe i don't even see maybe i'm struggling to see what the artist let me uh, that hasn't happened to me recently but like sometimes like the artist has something in mind they're trying to get it to me and so i have to like translate some of that stuff but yeah a lot of times it's like i'm just trying to have a clear vision in my head this is what the song ultimately needs to feel like yeah. And anything that doesn't work with that is needs to be rejected or changed or whatever, you know, um, you can't get butt hurt with them. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you, no. you can't, you can't get butt hurt about, about your parts. You know what I mean? Like I, there was a couple songs where I was like, man, lyrically, these like really are like very personal songs for me. And these are very like, this, it, this is my Lego castle. 
And, yeah. and, and one thing that, that within what, how many years, Nate, like 16 years we've been working together or something mm-hmm. like that. 15. I've a yeah. uh, 15. Yeah. I've learned that like, I can't get butt hurt when he's like that. Just, it's just no. not hitting it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just no, not, dude. I know you're like emotionally invested in this song, but yeah. that it's just not going to make the record because it's just, it doesn't fit with, yeah. with we had a song we tentatively called blurple that I have that's mostly key heavy stuff that we worked on. And it just, it, we couldn't get it to sound like it would fit on the record. And so we yeah. just kind of were like, we got to, we got to balance, we got to bail. You know, we had a really great balance. Like, like I think luckily for me, like it's easy to be married to your ideas, especially when you're kind of a one man band for most of your yeah. writing and everything else. So like, and I, I take the demos pretty far. So like, I've kind of really thought out, a lot of it. Right. Um, but the one thing that I've gotten so much better at over the years and now, unless I'm wrong, Nate to be bold and tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> but like, I believe, Oh, don't worry. <laughs> he I will. believe that like I'm way, I'm 100% down with throwing, throwing my ideas out the window. Yeah. Like I'm 100% down. Like whatever's best for the song. Right. You yeah. Know I, mean? I just like, don't, I'm not married to anything. Yeah. I mean, all the, like for your record was more fleshed out than most records I work on for sure. Mine was not Shane, by the way. (laughs) But that was by design, right? Like, you know, we knew that was going to be the case. Um, and, but like, yeah, I mean, there was, I can't think of an example of something where I was like, Hey, I think this is a direction we should go. And we didn't at least explore it. Or in most cases, we ended up going in that direction. Yeah. Well, it's such um, a unique relationship too. When you think about you and I and Crawford, yeah, it's like, yeah. there's a, there's, there's kind of, it's kind of, it's nice because you really have like kind of three different minds that all like, I feel like we were able to like really keep an keep an eye out. Like we had three watchtowers on the record. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm the one that's like, trying to write it and make it feel good and make it feel honest and whatever and trying to deliver a good performance and this and this um nate's the one that's like looking out for the same thing but like um like i feel like you were just looking at it on a totally different level well and a that's different perspective nate, and right? that's that's nate's strong suit you know right I mean? right that, so he's got he's got the producer overview of everything mm-hmm. He's the, over, good, he's the overlord. He like, yeah, he's like got such a good grip covers on, on, on all of it. And what's awesome is like Nate is kind of the perfect balance between me and Crawford because Crawford is a like, like legit perfectionist, yeah. like real big time perfectionist, which is like super helpful in, in most cases. And there's some cases like where to me, it's like, dude, I just don't think like that. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think I work like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's cool because all three of us had like, we all had kind of our role and I feel like nothing was unchecked. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like with, when I listen to that record, you know, I, I don't hear any shortcuts. Like to me, everything was there checked. There are like, none for sure. <laughs> There are no shortcuts on it. I I would know. <laughs> I would know if there was. And the amount of time that Nate took to like get it done, like that proved that. You know what I mean? Like I knew he was like thinking about it critically and it yeah. would, and it's the same thing with your record, Shane, because it was like 
clearly Nate was feeling it. And I know that because we recorded it and like did the projects around the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was very much like he was, these are two of his good buddies and he obviously wanted to make the records good from that. But also because he knew that like making these records sound that good would, would, yeah would help everybody in the long run it would just be so much better you know yeah as much of a nightmare as it was making it i mean as much as as much as many things that went wrong and uh, it's like but that that really was like a beautiful struggle where it's like it paid off to me it paid off in the end because it seemed like the record that was supposed to be made was definitely made and it's going to live on for years to come and it's like and i have it on vinyl and i'm very happy that i do yeah yeah and like it's just you know i don't know it's just it's super cool man and like uh, it's i just love that crawford is a part of it like yeah man he's my dude, dude. He, the drums so good. are so like that's they a huge part of why the drums are so fantastic good fantastic yeah, you know and and it gave me the confidence to 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 i mean i'm not gonna get super technical because but it's just like i was just like i know these drums sound good like and so the <laughs> <laughs> like digging into like on the mix portion and being like these drums at the end they will be 100% perfect i will literally say this is exactly the drum sound we wanted there's no like well i couldn't really get this out of this i couldn't you know yeah. cuz it's <laughs> like you know like when you're coming up as a engineer producer whatever it's just a lot of excuses for like well yeah. you know we didn't really have a ton of time to do this or whatever and it's just like nope when this thing comes out <laughs> i'm going to say there you go you want to know what i can do that's that's it i had i had two people pushing me to be so much better than I thought I could be and you know, between you and Aaron Crawford. And so it's like, I mean, I think in a way we're all pushing each other to be better. Yes, it's like Aaron sure. Crawford's a, a, a engineer and producer as well. And he's yeah. great at it. And it's like for him, you know, initially, cause he had like at the very beginning, obviously he hadn't met Nate yet. I was just like, Hey dude, I have a friend that I really want to make this record. <laughs> and of course, in my head, I'm thinking like, Aaron's probably thinking, well, why is he not making the record? Yeah. Right. But I'm just like, listen, you just got to go with it. And I told him, I was like, I don't want you to make the record. Cause I don't want you involved with like the, the, I don't want you to think about mixing and engineering. I want you to th- be in the band. Think about the drums. Write, yeah, yeah. And you know, like think about the project as a whole. And I said, and Nate's going to kill it. It's going to be awesome. And I, but I, I remember just praying that like the dynamic was your butthole, work. your butthole puck yeah. a little bit. You're like, I mean, I knew that they were two cool guys, of course, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, I met him at face down fest. He's a super, yeah, he's, awesome. he's dude. He's so awesome. And like, but he, uh, I mean, that was even a thing, you know, that was something different for him on this record too, is like trusting that the other guy is doing as good of a job as he would do. And to kind of like, you know, know when to chime in, but also know when to let the other guy do his thing. And I feel like Aaron did such a good job with that. And he learned a lot from the process too. It's like, so all three of us, man, really just got the, you know, the best out of it. I mean, dude, absolutely. Moral of the story is in music and love making music. Then (laughs) we did it. You know, the moral of the story is kids, uh, go to Nate Washburn at glow in the dark studios in Atlanta, Georgia. You will not be disappointed for all your recording needs. There it is. Wow. There (laughs) you go. That's a shout out to our one fan. Thank you, Josie. Thank you. Um, and if Nate's busy, 
drive yourself to Kansas City, go to Aaron Crawford. That <laughs> exactly. currently has pins in his fingers and his <laughs> I will say I'm I'm like Crawford, I I I really admire the fact that knowing him, like how like he was able to just take that role like really without any problems you know what i mean yeah i'm like that's man i don't know like i don't know if i can do that right now like i'm yeah. so i'm like but i'm like so like in it right now well it's and like I, a guy too like i said at the beginning it's a guy he doesn't know mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a history with yeah you know and because he's a crazy perfectionist yeah uh it's Total like a recipe yeah. for disaster honestly yeah i know that's kind of what i was like I didn't think that would happen, but I was also, yeah. I was just like, I hope this works. And yeah, dude, I thought like your guys' relationship and working dynamic was perfect because I really saw that when it came to the mixing, because yeah. it's like, dude, I feel like you guys just had two barriers, like two bullshit barriers. And it's just like, it was awesome to like have him one, just enjoy the mix. You know what I mean? For yes. him to listen yeah. to it and enjoy a mix of stuff that he recorded you know uh is so freaking awesome in itself um but i feel like he chimed in in the right areas yeah when it was when it was really needed you know and that's that's why i'm like dude so i'm so grateful for that because i don't know if i can do that like I, Mm. i i've started even in the past couple of months i've started to realize like you know i was thinking like why don't i like the ultraviolet record, the my epic record we did a couple years ago. I was like, mm-hmm. I just don't like it. I don't, I don't, really don't. And I was like, oh, because I didn't mix it. Yeah, <laughs> I worked on it, and then I didn't mix it, and uh, I really didn't produce it either. Like, I mean, I, I was, I am a producer on the record, and I was like, man, I just don't even know if I'm going to be able to, like, you know, like when I started this in Atlanta, you know, five years ago, I knew basically nothing, like. I went from like, you know, zero to a hundred kind of like in that first year. But like I, and I didn't even, I wasn't even interested in mixing. I was like, I don't think I'm going to mix because like, I want to be doing the music. I want to do the music stuff. And I want to like, you I know, I remember you saying that, that you just kind of wanted to be, be in the band, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, all like so much of my career, like honestly, part of so the slow motion record is totally a part of it. Like basically being able to just 100% nail exactly what you want to do in a mix. And then you learn all the lessons you have to learn to do that. It's huge. And then now it's like, I'm never going to do a record. I don't mix, you know, unless it's like just so out of my, you know, like, unless it's like some, some situation that's like out of my hands or whatever, but it's like, I just don't want to, like, it's, there's no point. Like I I'm realizing like, I'm not going to, I don't, I can't listen, you know, even though when I think back to now, the, the records I produce that like other people mix, like in like 2016 and 2017, I was like, I don't really like the mixes, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, I, I would have done it differently. So it's How like, do you feel about calm downs mixes, man? Calm down? <laughs> have you oh, even listened like to it? Like the thing? Uh, maybe no, calm down, like, blank page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I said my epic. Um, I listened to it a couple of years ago. It's, I mean, I was a kid. Didn't know anything. Whatever. It was okay. like your first. Nah, not your first, but it was one of the very first things that you've done. I, I think it sounded great. I don't man. have a problem <laughs> with you know, like you gotta you gotta start somewhere, you know. 
not everybody is like Matt Goldman, and when he shows me the first thing he worked on, I'm like, that? It sounds that Sick. good? So frustrating. Yeah, this is the first thing I ever recorded, and it just sounds great. And you're oh, like... Oh, Matt. What? But he's just like a natural engineer. Shane, did like, I ever tell you the first time I met Matt, like, I, I made a complete ass of myself? That's no. Like, Matt is, like, one of my favorite, like, producers, you know, engineers, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he just... He makes a lot of things sound really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he saw me and I was like off of a, a, we did like a Nihilio reunion album and Nate and I really just were like, whatever, man, if you guys want to do it, that's cool. And Dan wanted to do it. So Dan was like, yeah, man, we're going to do it. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll buy a plane ticket and I'll just hang out with you guys. Turns out <laughs> I could only be there for like literally a flight there. I get there. I have to record that night. I have one day the next day to record, and then I have to fly back out. Dang. You know what I mean? Like that that night. So we basically had to get it done in one night and half, you know, like like a day and a half. And I'm like on like no sleep. And I'm, I'm just like, I literally just got this cheap flight in. This is vocal tracking out. too? This was all vocal tracking. Oh, screw that, so we, dude. It's on, it's, on, it's on Spotify. It actually turned out okay. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. I was like burnt out. And it was just me trying to hang out with my buddies. And I was working two jobs at the time. And I was just like, I, I don't know. But Matt saw me and I was like t- so tired drunk. And I'm sitting there humping this like arcade game. Just because I was just, when I get tired, I get really weird. You know what I mean? Uh Like, and I'm just like doing weird shit. And then I see Goldman for the first time. I'm like, oh, like mid hump. And he just looks at me. He goes, seems about right. Oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, God damn it. Of course, that's the one time that he sees me, you know? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I remember when he showed up to the studio Angelico when we were, making our record and it's the first time i'd ever met him obviously the the legend that is matt goldman yeah of course so uh it was one of those things where i'm like okay i do have a lot of questions um but i don't want to make i don't want to make an ass of myself i've learned you know i've learned from the past we don't have to go Um, over the many times you've you fucked up with jim atkins i'm telling (laughs) you man so i'm just like i'm just it's kind of like, cool. I'm not really going to yeah, say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah, introduce yeah. myself and just sort of chill, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it worked for me. I think he he's... I, did, I I've, It was a success story for me. I didn't make an ass of myself, so... Right. Well, but, and, uh, and, and when, when Nate was explaining him to me, and then I, I've hung out with Goldman afterwards, and he's fine. His first impression, he probably doesn't remember. You know what his I mean? Vibe like he, is, his vibe is super chill. It, it's so funny, like, that where I really got the most excited i think when he was there mm-hmm. is just when him and nate start talking to each other as soon as him and nate are standing <laughs> next to each other and talking to each other about something i'm like oh my god this is perfect like it's geniuses are, at work <laughs> they <know>? are <laughs> there's just something about it that i was like this was meant to be <laughs> i have like totally adopted like all of his like cadences and stuff i'm such a sponge like when it comes to like locution and stuff like that, I'm just like, I soak that stuff up really quickly. Um, and so like, <laughs> like I just, I say the same things all the time. Dude. I'm just so spongy. I, it's like, I, I don't know. It makes me feel weird sometimes. Like we lost mm-hmm. Nate. We lost Nate. No, I'll come, come back. back. He oh, just okay. stopped video. 
Got it. Um, it's one of those things where they're like, never meet your heroes or whatever. It's like, no, meet them because some of them are actually really cool. And Matt is a perfect example of that where it's like, yeah. he's just a guy. You know what I mean? Or, like he, or just or, very good at what he does. Or don't. Yeah. yeah. Or, or don't. Or, or don't. don't meet him. And I think with that, we should probably start the fucking podcast. For, for shame. Uh, I mean, yo, man, this is this is I guess. I love it, man. I we'll, love we'll it. We'll just put out this portion. We'll just co- go out and then we can promote it to like some of the face down people. We, we did this le- last episode where we we dude Nate and I went on this like huge tangent about politics. <sighs> and he the goes, most just, boring. He thing. goes, just edit it. And I go, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like whatever is going on is gonna happen. I've already went pee twice or three times, and I went and got water for my girlfriend. So cool, there you go. cool story, we're good. bro. We're good, man. We're lo- we're throwing. No, it I'm on just there. saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Let's let's cap the conversation about the the records because I mean, this is a huge part. This is like many many months of all of our lives, right? Like it's a big deal. But what I'm saying is like we'll put out this portion and you and like then you know i'll I'll throw it up for for people like in the in the face down thing people can listen to a conversation about sick about shane's record because you know this is it's a big uh, it's a huge accomplishment it's a huge thing i think like seeing a little bit behind the scenes is always cool and and you know like it's just super meaningful to all of us um but yeah like let's we can go on we can talk about other music how about we're we're a part of we've been a part of that scene for so long it's very cool to see one of our own kind of crush it so one of our own blossom <laughs> one of us one of us i don't even know that <laughs> i don't even know what any of that means <laughs> well hey guys welcome to salt the slap seems like it's good a time as any yikes i smell a firefight <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was smell man Is welcome it? to salt- i have no idea <laughs> Welcome to Sultans of Slap, and honestly, we have uh, a very special guest here. It's uh, it's it's he needs no introduction. Shane Oshner from uh, Everything in Slow Motion, also from Hands, which uh, Nate and I used to tour with. Ben, Nate and I used to tour with, and uh, we're very happy to have him. We all knew you were a huge Jimmy World fan. Yeah, and, it's well uh, documented. And honestly, I think before, I don't know if it is still to this day, but it used to be Nate's favorite band as well. So, um, what is Nate's well, favorite band today? I'll say that I think favorite bands are a little silly nowadays. They, they are. Yeah, they um, are. But if you had to pick one, if, if I had to pick, <laughs> but if you had to pick one, I would probably pick Radiohead. I think Radiohead has been the most meaningful band to me just over the course of my adult life you know there you go yeah so but good pick. we we all know that it, it's a very weird trifecta here because your newest record sounds very much like futures to me like a futures sequel the squeakquel mm. if you will <laughs> and uh so nate's old favorite band your favorite band and sweetness is my favorite song of all time that's not on futures man <laughs> What I'm po- basically saying is we all love Jimmy Eat World, and I have a Jimmy Eat World song this this week. It's uh, Work by Jimmy Eat World. Off oh, all right. Yeah. Yes, sir. When that record came out, that was my favorite song on the record. For sure. That was my favorite, my, my favorite Jimmy song was Sweetness. That was what introduced me to him, but... That was my first Jimmy Eat World record was Futures. Yeah. And wow. I, okay. We yeah. talked about that. That is wild. wild. Yeah, dude. I, I, got, in, I got in late because... I was just coming out of my big metal phase 
of like between the buried and me and like all that well, kind of stuff. So let me know when you guys got it queued up and we're in a jam work. All right. And I'll count you off. I'm ready whenever. Shane, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. Am I supposed to be hearing the song? Wait, are you are you playing it, Shane? No. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that's so We'll pause. Funny. Let's pause. <laughs> yeah, so instead of us like sharing the audio, we just play it on Spotify. Yeah, we just whatever. play it. We just so play it. I cue it up. Yeah, you yeah. cue it up and you listen to it while we're listening to it. Did you think that he was just... (laughs) Shane's never listened to our show, folks. (laughs) That's nothing to do with listening to it. I'm fucking with you. I have listened to the show. uh, (laughs) There's no instructions given. I thought it was one of those things that you guys just sort of clip in. You do in post. And then I seen Ryan jamming and I'm like, well, maybe, (laughs) maybe I'm just not hearing it and that's okay. All right. Does everybody have it queued up? Get it up. Ryan, you have to stop drunkenly singing long because it's just like a lag. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. Three, two, one, play. All I can say. It's a hot ass track. It's <laughs> a fat track, dude. That was probably the thousandth time of that song. <laughs> it doesn't matter because it never gets old. No, so I, I mean, I, I, I bought. So here's a fun thing with futures. It's it's real fresh because um, Jimmy Eat World. They're, they're doing this online or the live streaming thing, mm-hmm. dude. It's how was live. that? It's it's, oh, it's so sick. So oh I wanted to buy a ticket. I didn't do it's it. It's so but. sick. So your boy spent. Uh, crisp 75 bucks because I got <laughs> a lot of money it's, man it's hard for me to like I don't know I don't I just don't I have a hard time spending money I'm always just like well do I need to do it or if I did this or whatever and anyways when they announced that they were doing this I'm like wait you guys are playing three shows three albums from front to back <laughs> surviving futures and clarity super hmm. badass yeah they're gonna be a few weeks apart <laughs> So Ugh. I have this to look forward to over the course of essentially a month. And it's like, and then they have never done a screen printed poster, which is always like, yeah, like I'm always just like, why the hell? Like, just give me one Jimmy world screen printed poster. Cause I love posters. Yeah. And finally for this, they did a screen printed poster and it's sick as hell. And so I got the three shows and the poster 75 bucks and dude when that first show hit it was surviving from front to back i just cranked it on my like big tv big speakers and just rocked the hell out and it like it looks it looks so good and it sounds so good and then they just did futures this last friday and man dude like it's just they are Are freaking killing it are they selling it as a rebroadcast like can i just buy it for as a video 
Well, like, so I don't know a, what like a concert they haven't to said. Have. They haven't said what the plan mm, is. Like man. when you get the ticket, it's on demand basically for 72 hours and then it goes away. Oh, yeah. okay. But I'm really hoping that when it's all done, because like I said, it looks how amazing. Did Jim, how did Jim sound? How did Jim sound? Oh, amazing. Was he, dude. Was he crushing yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Well, it's like, he's so good live. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, dude, when they have full control over the mix and how everything sounds, mm-hmm. it's just, dude, they sound so good. I've never seen Jim live. Never, never. never. Yeah. And I, and it's a big regret of my life. You, I mean, you may, you may still be able to do it. They're not broken up. <laughs> it's not over, my man. Well, with COVID, I, you have never, no idea, but. I'm hoping that they, they sell, um, I'm hoping that they, they, like, I would pay more money. Like straight up, if they like release this now, like, okay, here's all three shows as like a, whatever, not yeah. like a blu-ray bundle but just like whatever you get the the show i would yeah, totally yeah. buy it like because it's absolutely it's freaking awesome it's so good. i would love so. like an hd just full-on concert of of either futures bleed american or clarity i'd be very New clarity is next friday one. that's awesome you i need to buy, to buy it, it ryan i need to buy it <laughs> they sell each show all a cart so i, I think dude maybe only 20 bucks it's worth <sighs> it dude I haven't listened to Clarity in forever, but that was my favorite record in high school. Yeah, I'm sure. Bleed American was my was my introduction to them, but I I'd say Futures is my favorite record. Futures oh, yeah. was weirdly like I mean, part of it is timing, but it's the first brand new Jimmy Eat World record I got to buy. But I was like a huge huge fan at the time, you know, like that the and I was like on the Jimmy Eat World w- website like every day for six months before it came out. My Those high school, good old days, man. <laughs> you know, my parents bought me albums, a lot of Christian albums, but my first like purchase, like my first album buy ever was Weezer's Blue album, followed by Incubus, make yourself with which I, I kind of regret, and then and then and then uh, Jimmy Eat World's Bleed American. Those are my first. Those are my holy trinity of, Hell yeah. of bands in 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 high school. Dude, I I just I I had so like, two out of three ain't bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> my friend Jason is like has always been into like super cool bands. So he's the one that got me into Jimmy Eat World, and he's the one that got me into Hum. And mm-hmm. like all, it's like some of my favorite bands all time, like, and most yeah. influential bands on me too. Why are they your favorite band, Shane? Because they, I, they just check every box of things I love. Yeah, man. Lyrically, sonically, the guitar, drum, like it, it, literally everything they do is everything I love. Like, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, there's nothing, it's one of those things where... It wasn't like a, like, it just hit you at the right time, or it wasn't like a, the thing, it was just literally like, they embody basically what you want to be as a musician. Yeah, it's a, it's just everything yeah. that I love, like, and I feel like they execute it so perfectly. They really that, do. That I just, I don't really get that, you know? And like, honestly, like, I can't, I can't, re- I know many bands that are influenced by them, but I yeah. can't honestly say that any band really sounds like them. You know what I mean? Like, really. There's bands that try. You know what I mean? I'm saying that, like, yeah, some some good bands, you know, have other bands that try to mimic their thing. Nobody really has tried or ever actually has succeeded in, in really sounding like Jimmy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. I, nobody I really sounds like Jim Adkins, I don't think. Like, just vocally. And not not that I would ever think, like, oh, this guy's got the most unique voice ever. But, like, yeah, it's not really, like, easily aped, like, that style and, like, delivery. And Well, he doesn't sound weird because there's, there's some, like, you know, when I think about, like, somebody like Andy Schaff or, like, Clap Your Hands Say Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of bands where I think, like, yeah, you won't copy them because they're, they sound bizarre. And if you try to copy it, you will you will sound like you're copying someone or like alt J is totally like that too. Um, but it's like, yeah, you, you know, J world doesn't have that. They don't sound weird. They're not a weird sounding band, but it's like, yeah, you, you can't really copy it because it's just like, they've got this thing, you know? Um, like I have one favorite song of all time. It's sweetness by Jimmy Eat world. There's literally like not a better song than that song. Like, and I, and, and I, about argue, God only knows by the beach boys. I argue that that's like, a pretty and, and good song, everybody man. like tries to come up, come up to me and say, well, there are better songs. And it's like, mm, t- yeah, but is it though? You know what, what I mean? Like yesterday by the Beatles. Those are, those are maybe the it. two best songs ever. Written. Listen to sweetness. It literally the whole song is a chorus. You know what I mean? Like it's yesterday it's, is a better song than it's days. insane to me. Like how good that song is and how like it just, it wasn't their, their most famous song. I think that song should have put them on Oasis level stratosphere, like super band. Level. I, I think the one thing that they, uh, thinking about why they're, why they check every box for me. I just, I just thought of this. Like, I think one thing that they do so perfectly that gets me, is they're able to have they're able to approach everything like with just like simplicity like it's not it's not super technical no it's like all no. the guitar parts are just really driving or chimey or exactly what they need to be and it's like all the drum parts are like so well thought out like if you really listen to what he's playing in every song each section it's like it's so well thought out yeah and it's not like he's like a he's and nuance and nuance putting in a ton of crazy fills he's not like you know what i mean like everything is just kind of like all operates their, on a all fundamental th- rock level that just yeah. sounds so good so. all their nuances are like perfectly placed you know what i mean like it's 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 the the way we would talk about your screaming on the last on your record dude it was fun like my friend jason talking to me about seeing jimmy at world live this was in like 2000 i don't know five maybe um and uh he was like dude i saw jimmy at world live in st louis or whatever and it was so badass the guitars just sounded so good you, i think you'd really dig them man you know and i'm like cool and like of course in my mind i'm like well that's <laughs> the band that sings the middle <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't really know much. That else. song, I hate that song. And in, in in retrospect, I realize like it's it's a good song. It's a great oh, song, dude. It's yeah. a phenomenal yeah. pop rock song. It's like, such a good song. Fucking hate it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it's, it's I, I don't know how could you hate it? I don't like it. I, it's the only Jimmy song that I'm like skip. Yeah, the, the only, only one Jimmy in their song. whole discog. No, well maybe that or they got or, some or, stops. Uh, Both of you just stop right now. <laughs> No, I'd say I'd say I'd there's th- some skippers on Static Prevails it's, for no, sure. No, it's literally like that song in Drugs or Me. I'm like, what? I, mean, I love. I drug- like. I Whoa, like Drugs or Me. That's a that's a hot listen, take. Listen, that is a hot take. I like Drugs Whoa. or Me. Drugs or Me, but I only like it in a certain setting. It's like one of those things where it's like I'm not that depressed right now. Damn, not, dude, you're not that fresh. It's the only one on on Future where I'm like, no. Futures is perfect. The record, that record, it is, is perfect. perfect. It yeah, is. Perfect. It's a perfect record for sure. It is perfect. I, honestly, Shane, my my, it was either 
This song, which I picked this song because it was more of a rocker, but it was either this song or Polaris because Polaris is probably my favorite song in that. Right. Best, awesome. one of the best Jimmy Eat World choruses ever written. Yep. They say that love goes anywhere, you know, then yeah. their darkest. Yeah, dude. It's that, so one, good. that one will get you right in the feels, man. Oh, dude. Um, it's I, I think I think 23 is like the song I want to walk down the aisle to. <laughs> Like I like literally like I've I've talked to many girlfriends and I've been like and that's why you've been dumped every time that's why I've been dumped every time. Well, it's funny because like uh, you know, so I I basically after my friend Jason told me that um, I went out to Best Buy and just bought the most recent, the newest Jimmy World Record, which was Futures at the time. And I go to the car and put it in. It's like did it did it did it and I'm like holy shit! Like this sounds awesome. And it took a little while, like, like for me to like fully realize how much this album would connect with me and how much, like how much it would expand my like musical horizon. Is there, mm-hmm. is there a Jimmy record where you're like, Meh, not my thing. No, dude. No, okay. Chase's love, light, dude. I have a I lot of all. love for Chase's light. Recently. Yeah. Chase's yeah. light's a great record. I yeah. love them all. So, but I, I went backwards. So like I got, yeah. so I, I got yeah, futures. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then, um, well, I went forward for a second because basically it was right before Chase's Light came out that I bought Futures. Yeah. So like I get into Futures and then like whatever, a few months later, they launched the first single for Chase's Light, which was Big Casino. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and as a rock guy, you hear Big Casino for the first time and you're just like, oh my <laughs> God, like <laughs> this song is so badass. Go. <laughs> um, so I got Sick. into that record. And then I went back and I skipped bleed American was the last record I listened to. And you guys and hands did a cover of it one yeah. night and it was, yeah, oh, dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was, I really Nate good. and I were like, salt sweat. Oh, sugar on the so much fun, dude. <laughs> Weird. But jamming, I, skipped, dude. I skipped bleed American. Yeah. It, because I remember all of my other friends, like my friend, Jason, like, yeah, just wait till you get to clarity is what everyone was saying. Right. Mm-hmm. So I finally, I skipped lead American. I just go straight to clarity. And I remember listening to clarity from front to back out on my in-laws porch, like at night, <laughs> like just headphones yeah. in. And I listened to the whole thing and like, that was like the game changer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, I didn't need anything else musically from anyone ever again at that point. And it's like, <laughs> it's a very dense record, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just, it was so, and already I think being schooled in futures and chase this light, it's like, dude, this made so much sense. And then I went back to static prevails. And of course, at that point I'm on the boat. So I just mm-hmm. love all that. And then I finally touched bleed American, which was awesome. Um, but clarity has always consistently been my favorite for sure. Really? So, okay. Yeah, clarity is yeah. my favorite. And then in second place, so your intro was futures, but your go-to is clarity. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Um, so mine is intro was bleed American go-to is futures. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. Like, I feel like in like, like when people talk about Jimmy Eat world, I feel like there's futures people and there's clarity people. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it pans out. They love it. They, everyone loves it all. Mm-hmm. But when you ask someone like, well, dude, I feel like everyone kind of has what's your go to like, you know? Yeah. Here's I'm always in the mood. It's it's when I say go to, I mean, like, what are you always in the mood for? And it's like, if anybody plays anything from futures, I'm like, yeah, that's I'm, Let me I'm tell you this. I'm literally you both. This. I literally was obsessed with clarity. And then now I'm way more interested in futures. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll tell you this. So 
I think uh, um, with Clarity being my favorite, uh, second, and it's honestly, it's tied for second. And I go back, I just, the scale tips every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Futures and Integrity Blues. I knew you were going to say Ooh. that. Oh my God, dude. Ooh, when ooh, Jimmy ooh. World, I mean, like I said, I've, I've loved it all. So every time they release a record, I'm super hyped. That's like, a hot take right there, dude. But Integrity Blue, Ooh. it's not a hot take if you've listened to it. A lot of people okay. really like dude, that record, though. That record is, um, it's the first time that they worked with uh, Justin. I will Mendel say Johnson. that's the record that I have listened to the <clears throat> least, and now you're making right. me want to. Justin Mendel Johnson, revisit. Mel Dell Johnson is produces that one, and yep. uh, I will. I Ken will. Andrews revisit. mixes it. Ken, yeah. Ken Andrews mixed the uh, surviving as well. Okay. So yeah. um, Shane, I will revisit it. Why should I revisit it? Because it's good. It's a good yeah, Jimmy dude. World record. Like it's done. phenomenal. <laughs> it, here's the thing. Like if you go to like the kind of like okay, if I talk about it this way, if you go to kind of like the casual Jimmy World fan or listener, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would a lot of people, you know, like because a lot of people talk to me about Jimmy World. So like most. I feel Sorry, like the cat. The ca- no, no, it's all rehashing. good. The casual fan mm-hmm. s- will say this: "There's basically anything after Chase This Light. Sucks. I don't. I've never even heard it. It's trash. I don't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah People okay. didn't like Invented. People didn't like Damage. Damage mm-hmm. was the first record cut to. It's like Invented was like kind of. It's like the. It's their most diverse record in my opinion. Where it's like there's so much happening on that record. Like. There's yeah. so many different songs. Um, and then damage comes out and that's the one that's cut to two inch tape. So it doesn't sound like super hyper produced Jimmy Eat world. It sounds like a rock band cutting a record to tape. Um, and uh, most, like I said, most of the casual people will discredit those two records and not really look past anything else. And it's like when integrity blues came, I feel like if you were a casual fan this is this is the return of whatever it is that you loved before. Like, <laughs> it's just, sure. dude, it's so freaking good, and it's such a like emotionally charged, heavy record as like an adult in your. Well, I need movies, one. You know? I need like, one. I need one soon. So yeah, I'm dude, definitely gonna die. I'm in. telling you, front to back, it's incredible. And then, um, and then yeah, then they just came out with surviving. Nate and I in, ra- in Radiohead, uh, he he made me revisit King of Limbs, and now it's like one of my favorite like Radiohead records. It's like shit, you're right. And he told me, I think you told me Nate, you're like, listen to the bass. <laughs> I was just like, okay. And I listened I need to it. And to I was like, holy more, shit, this record is sick. <laughs> I need to listen to more Radiohead. Um, yes, you the do. only the only album that I've really listened to that I fell in love with. Aaron Crawford turned me on to it is Moonshape Pools. Oh, it it's a good one. Such a it's sad really record. good. It's and really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really Dude, love it. So one day you I'm gonna I'm gonna put together a little course for you. I'll take you through Please do yeah. all the Radiohead stuff. Cause it's a long it's a, it's a long curriculum because Radiohead is awesome. Is Radiohead is such a fun band to be a fan of because they're one of the few bands who has an insane backlog of B-sides that are better than most bands' records. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it's like you go through the records, you're like, whoa, dude, there's so much cool stuff. And then you're like, 
now get ready for the b-side records <laughs> it's just like more 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 we've listened to like these songs that we can't we've we've like introduced to each other and then we're like that reminds me of that radiohead one that one radiohead <laughs> chorus and then rainbows do you remember that record and then we'd be we'll go off on a tangent yeah dude no if, if you haven't really been a big radiohead fan i would say enter in maybe at in rainbows i think that's a good way to to like to really delve into their shit yeah because it, it, I'm down, dude. Dude, I, I've had a really good time, like just listening to anything. Like, I mean, I've always kind of done that, but like, I feel like I've really discovered some for me new great bands over the last couple of yeah. years. Like, um, like I just got, I just got Radio, uh, in Rainbows is a good way to start it. Start, you know, yeah. I shouldn't say just start. got. Like within the last, like over 2020, I got really into. Depeche Mode for the first time. I finally discovered <sighs> great Depeche band, Mode. great fucking band, and oh, that was man. awesome. And the year before that, when I was in, this came at the perfect time with writing vocals and lyrics. I got um, discovered the band Mew. I had never listened to Mew. Jesus, man, and yeah, and now like this week, um, uh, looking over the Smiths catalog, dude, Morrissey, and I'm I'm just I'm listening to everything, man. So my, my guy, my guy. I'm yeah, down I, for some radio. And I, you came up with that. You came up with that record without any of those influences. That's impressive. Dude, <laughs> that's impressive. Well, that's, Mew that's is sick. definitely a big influence. Mew is a huge yeah. influence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's another band that you can't, you, if you copied them directly, people would just be like, that's just Mew, you know? Yeah. Since yeah. we're on the topic of Mew, that is my choice. Oh, um, shit. I, yeah, dude. I've got, I had a really tough time picking one song. Oh. Dude, I went all over the place from Dead Poetic to Poison the Well to The Bled. Oh, man. Dead Poetic, I haven't heard of in, since I was playing shows with you, man. <laughs> like New Medicines is one of dude, the greatest that, dude, nail records Glass ever in the released. Trees. Glass in the Trees. I love that song. Yeah, I love that. Oh, record. man. Um, but anyways, uh, so here's what I'm... I'm because Nate, Nate's in the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he came to my house... Uh, uh whenever we were working on vocals you came to kansas city to record with us for a little while yeah that was recording vocals attempt number three i think <laughs> and uh we learned some stuff didn't we yeah but we sat we here and of course i was telling you like how stoked i was on mew and you were like oh dude you, you're just just hearing them now like and basically <laughs> you, we had a long conversation about mew and how freaking awesome they were yeah um and i had only like i had only gone down the well of like plus minus visual i guess i'd gotten a pretty good span of the catalog um but i was the most into the glass-handed kites record that was like yep top of the line my favorite and you were like dude there's a song um that uh was just kind of a one-off that they did on the eggs are funny thing in 2010 yeah. and it's called do you love it yeah <laughs> and we cranked that song up in this little basement room and i just remember thinking like oh dude this band is just freaking so good <laughs> yeah like, too good and too good we listened to that song and seriously both of us just like jammed yeah. on it and take like yeah. you know we we're taking it in so that's my choice because I feel like it's worthy of uh, worthy of the Sultans of Slap, dude. It's definitely an underrated song because it's just on that compilation. You know, yeah. <laughs> do yeah. you love it by Mew? 
Ryan, get ready for this riff, dude. I don't know if you've heard this song. Also, when you when you hear the first guitar part, it's to me. I think of the word slap. <laughs> <laughs> Shlapper. All right, I'll count it down. All right, you, everybody got it pulled up. All right, three, two, one, play. That's some big boy shit right there. I do love it. I think the the my introduction to Mew was the I can't I can't remember the song name, but uh, it was probably Am I Right? It was uh, where they were hypnotized and they they like repeater the beater. Song and, yeah, repeater. I think I, showed, oh. I think I showed you that. Oh, you did. Yeah. It that was song rules. so sick. Oh my god, they're too good. It's it's it's. We were. What was the name of that Swedish metal band that you were showing me? It's like one of those things for me. And that's how Mew is to me. Um, Nate, you know the uh, Leprous. Um, it's oh, one I, show, of those I showed you that recently. Yeah, you did. You showed me Leprous, and it's like yeah. one of the, it's one of those bands. Mew is one of those bands in my mind where it's just like they're just too goddamn good. There's some Nordic, you know, like band that's just too good. They're too good at what they do. You know, <laughs> leprous, I mean? like, leprous and Mew aren't like super related. Not at all. But what 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 I categorize them as is in some sort of like virtuosic, you know, level of musician where it's just like you're so good that it's just like yeah. I mean, the the best part about Mew is their virtuosity does not impede on their ability to make what is uh, a lot of times pop music you know what i mean it's like it's like mars volta or something like that where it's like some people interesting are into it, some that people aren't. mars volta also produced by rich costi and mixed by rich costi and then and the glass handed kite or, or sorry frank nurse is rich costi and futures is rich costi which is why he's my favorite uh engineer and, and mixer bringo yeah yeah dude it, and uh, nobody and, and he's like nobody knows this guy like no one in the world no one who's not like a nerd engineer mixer he's just not a public figure but he's the guy who made all my favorite records growing up i i think it's funny that we've never covered like a mars volta thing on this i think it's just one of those things where it's like too long we can't do it too lengthy yeah, i got too yeah. much to say too, too much shit <laughs> too much shit i think what like i love how that band layers everything and utilizes their instruments. It's like they fill the space so perfectly and beautifully. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's orchestrated so, so well that like, man, dude, like that was a big, um, that was a big influence on my record was like, you know, 
they, I feel like listening to their records and falling in love with their records, uh, really challenged me to figure out, well, how else can I use this space in the song? What else, how else can I approach this? You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I just, I never knew about that, like nuanced or that, that, uh, that saying space until I hung out with Nate where it was like <laughs> fill the space type of thing. Yeah, I remember we'd go see, we'd, we'd play like Cornerstone or something like that. And I'd see a band that, you know, and you know, I was limited to what I knew about music and, uh, Nate would be like, yeah, but they were just really thin. And I was like, what do you mean? And it'd be like, they're not really like filling, you know, the space. Like I'd see Dia's Vale or something. I'm like, that guy can sing really high. That's really cool. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, you know, but is their band filling the space you know what i mean like and that you're you're right like mew does that in a way that's very different from any other band ever yeah, nate nate from like an from like a engineering standpoint like what is what does some of that stuff mean to you like the way that they layer things in like it's oh it's- yeah i mean huge i i kind of alluded to to the rich costy thing and we've talked about michael beinhorn mm-hmm. um and and like we're talking about records that sound incredible and sound timeless, which is really hard because like you could stack this up against a song that came out in 2020 and be like, it's under baked. It's under hyped. It's not as exciting. It's not, doesn't have as much low end, doesn't have as much high end, whatever. But the reality is like the production is so great and the choices being made are like, <laughs> they're just it's just awesome. Yeah. Like the you, sounds you, are so like genuine, but, but yeah, like they're also like not, they're, they're not easy to pin down. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah, dude, ah, oh, man, that band is so good. I, I was supposed to go, I think I told you this, but yeah, Holly and I were supposed to fly out and see them in June. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming all that stuff got canceled. And it did. Yeah. And, and that was a glass handed kites, like 15 year show. Ugh. And I was just like, as soon as they announced that show, I bought the tickets right away and I was like, I can't believe I'm going to see this live. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't believe this is going to go down at this like fairly, it's not a big venue. Yeah. I know? think what I told you when I saw them, it was at the triple rock, which you might not know Shane, but it's, that's like a 350 cap room. Like we're not talking about a big room. We're not talking about big sound system. And they brought a separate sound system that handled just the keyboard and the vocals. So good. <laughs> and it dude. was so clear sounding and so incredible and yeah. like just such a fun show. And yeah, I mean, just n- no regrets seeing that live for sure. I'm so amazing. jealous you get to see that, dude. That's freaking awesome. But it like like when I think about like again, like how it kind of impacted my record, like like obviously that we really turned on like the synths and like a lot of cool stuff for this album. And like that Mew is a huge influence on that. Um, but it's really cool. Like, I feel like I got into, into Depeche mode and Mew at the same time. Uh And there couldn't have been, that's a crazy stretch too. There couldn't have been a better pairing in a way. Like they're not the same. There's a lot of, a lot of the beauty in what they do kind of operates on the save wavelength your record is making more sense to me with that with that (laughs) reference yeah yeah i will say well to talk about mew in relation to how we were working on songs mew is interesting because one of the things that is the 
like maybe the most simple thing that we could talk about with how Mew does arrangements is that because of the vocals, like there, there's not, there's never a lot of power in the energy of the vocals. The energy in the vocals come from a great melody, something that's like very sing songy, very like beautiful sounding, very bright. So when, and, and a lot of bands I know and in our sphere are, use this as inspiration because it's like most time the conventional wisdom is like a chorus comes up you sing louder more powerfully you you know you hold notes longer you do all these little things that are just typical rock band chorus like things mew doesn't do any of those things partly because it's like a limitation of theirs like yeah dude cannot just go like you know yeah, it's, it's not, not gonna happen not. like it's how not does it go how does it go nate we, we got it we got the one take no how does it go day. yeah we got it but it's like so that's the thing yeah <laughs> fair to midland dude <laughs> every singer in nate's mind is michael Don- mcdonald <laughs> But it's Be like careful, somewhere back in a long, <laughs> there's a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. She anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Had a place in his life. There we go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. But dude, dude, Nate, to add to what you just said, though, like with the songs that we worked on, like mm-hmm. uh, I gave this example on a different podcast, but the song "Choke" is the perfect example of that, yep. where the chorus gets big and vocally my initial idea or my urge to my urge is to get big as a vocalist yeah like okay the music's getting louder the song's getting bigger it's the chorus i better like like get way up there yeah and it's like that was my first demo as i recorded this like bigger chorus with this like really strong vocal you rather watch me yeah yeah and then i was i was thinking about whispery I don't have to do that to get the point across. In fact, the song is pretty dark. I think I can do that in a different way. Also, I we we both have a song on our records called Choke. Nice. There you oh, go. I never <laughs> thought about that. Holy there you go. Yes, we do. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> the, those like big drums and that is sick, dude. The the didn't you do that at like uh, some ballroom or something like that? You were See, those that? are secrets. We don't talk about those. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Some some ballroom, yeah, some ballroom, the surf ballroom, dude. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think just like okay, how can I reimagine this chorus? Obviously, we can make vocals sound like there's there's different things we can do with with harmonies and like just how we, how we deliver it. It's like it's just those are options that I don't ever explore. I just want to go right to what feels correct, and you want to go to the pinnacle. You want to go to the coolest thing the, was that like. Like the way I put it to uh, Crawford was like, dude, if I, if I'm going to say like, I hate you and I think you suck. Right. (laughs) Yeah. If I like yell that in like a chorus, like if, if, or if I yell at you and I go, I hate you and I think you suck. Like that's one delivery. But if I look at you dead in the eyes and I just go, I hate you. And I think you suck. (laughs) It's like, to me, that's gonna sting a little bit more that's yeah. the that's the twist in the knife yeah the, and i feel heart. like yeah that was composure my is what we're talking about really. yeah, yeah that was yeah. my approach with that chorus is like let's do this instead and yes and, and and like i said like like what you said nate i think Mew really inspired me to really rethink some of those yeah. things and we had that conversation then too of like saying like okay like well the way Mew would approach this is not with like 
energetic vocals. And what we ended up doing is just like a, it was just like this crazy layering of vocal parts. And like, I mean, in some ways that's like, that was one of the hardest songs to mix, but that section came together really quickly. Like, but it was like the balance was like razor thin to just get everything to work. And part of that was like, we took out so mu- we took out a ton from that uh, from the original like ideas of that song. We just started stripping stuff out of it and replacing it with stuff that was just going to reinforce that idea. Right? Yeah, dude. And that that helped. And that to me, that song was you know, I mean, you mixed it, but if I had to guess, I would think that that song would have been the hardest song to mix on the record. It didn't end up being that way. For what? Like, I would have guessed the same thing too. Um, but it just, for whatever reason, it was just like, it came together pretty quickly. Taking turns was the one that we didn't know if it was really going to make it. Well, I was going to say this when we talked about Jimmy Eat world, because I think the thing that saved that song is me listening to the work song and going what, because and I, and this is absolutely 100% the honest truth is like, I added a guitar part to that song like last freaking minute like you know like a few days before the record was done well <laughs> and you go nate, nate will had, do that we're, well, we're, well, he's, okay, he's got the story though. listen we had a conversation we we had gotten we had done i don't remember if we had if we had gotten two mixes of that song and it just like it was the one song that really just wasn't feeling right like it really felt and I, I couldn't figure out what it was. And because I just, I don't know. I'm like, well, I don't really know what to tell them. It just, something doesn't sound, it just doesn't sound mm-hmm. right. It wasn't there for sure. And Crawford was a little more detailed with it where he's like, I really think that it needs this or this or this, but maybe, and we just kind of went around in circles. And then finally <laughs> we did like a little like zoom hangout with Nate nine Aaron. And we talked about that song and just kind of like peeled the freaking onion. And we're just like, <laughs> What do we got to do? And Nate goes, well, and I mean, we talked about a bunch of other mixed stuff. Like the yeah. song, the song needed a, a kind of a little bit of an overall. <laughs> Nate's right? smiling. It's like, a funny ah. story. It's a funny <laughs> the song. Happen. The song needed a little bit of an overhaul for sure. But uh, so we got through all that stuff. But then Nate goes, man, I really think that like, you know, it'd be nice if there was like a guitar part in that one section. Cause it's just kind of like, that's Nate's fix it of there. everything. And I go, it just I needs go, one more solo. Well, I go, dude, <laughs> I, I go, dude, you should just record that. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I probably won't, but, <laughs> and I was like, no, you definitely will. And you definitely should. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, yeah. Nate's like, I don't know. Is it I the might fun- do it. And yeah. I go, dude, just plug into like whatever stupid plug-in and lay down like one banger thing. Just like I don't yeah. care. Just like I, I said something. I made some joke about like get your ass in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like you're the head. You're the <laughs> yeah. head. Oh, I you're said head that. Chef. I said, dude, the head chef is saying there's an ingredient missing. Yeah, the head chef needs to get his ass in the kitchen <laughs> and add that ingredient. Yeah, and so no, finally no, you're no, like, true. all right, maybe yeah, I'll yeah. do it. And then you added it, and it made so much of a difference oh that dude that song is like my it, 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 it may be like the most straightforward song or whatever you're saying but dude i love 
the vibe of that of that track it's yeah. so good that final mix nate when you sent that final mix and i remember i was i was nervous because like i said like it just really felt like maybe the song's not gonna make it yeah we had talked about that and i was like dude i love this song i don't want it to be chopped you know yeah well i even thought i'm like because i kept thinking of course in my mind i'm thinking did i not like did i deliver a bad vocal like did i not like like what why why does this not sound right like i'm thinking like is the structure weird? Like, of course I'm looking at everything I'm doing and I'm just like, right. did I mess this up? Like, I don't know. It's not on you. And like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a delicate process, you know, dude. But. And Nate, Nate freaking figured it out. And when we of got the final did. mix, I was in California at the time, actually yeah. sitting at Dave's house and, uh, and then the, it popped up and I was like, yo, I was like, Nate just sent that mix. It's so funny, dude, because I'll I'll get on them just like you were saying, and then all of a sudden, like, I'll be like, I'm never gonna get this song, and then all of a sudden, that like that the minute I think that, it's like something comes up on my Dropbox, and I'm just like, I pull it, I put in my earbuds, and I'm like, sweet Jesus, that's sick. <laughs> I think it's even harder to really trust <laughs> trust yourself because when you're looking at something so when you're overanalyzing the shit out of something, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very hard to remove yourself from it and be like, Nope, this is the right mix again, not trying to jerk them off too much, but it's like Nate is perfect for those scenarios for me, at least he's been my guy. You know what I mean? Like, because he knows how to do that. He's like, yeah. And it, uh, it really goes back to what I said earlier about like, just like, can like, can I envision the, this song working like what like what does it mean for this song to actually be like a hundred percent working and then it's like you know reverse engineering it and and the reason why i bring up work is because so i know this record so intimately because like i said rich costi produced this record he's pretty much far and away my most my biggest inspiration when i when i heard like when I, I was listening to Futures all the time because it was such a huge reference point for the energy of the entire Influence record. It was like, this record needs to be like like Futures, right? It's as diverse as Futures is, and it has as much energy and it has as much like focus. Um, it's, a, it's slightly different like genre, whatever, but it's like, it's in so many other ways. It's like, it, it really like is a mirror to, to this idea. And it was like, what is making like, so taking turns is essentially a ballad, right? And what makes something like work, which is kind of like a, a hybrid ballad type song. What makes work really like, come alive at the end? Well, it's that super mid ranged guitar solo you know and it's not like a it's not even really like a solo but it's just like this lead guitar that comes in it takes charge of the whole mix it comes in it's like super mid-rangey and so when we had that long conversation i was like you know what would probably work is just that you know and i but i was it was like kind of in a brainstorming so but yeah like she was basically like you're gonna do it and i was like i don't know like when i'll have you know time and he's just like and i literally grabbed you know after that conversation grabbed a guitar plugged it in directly into my computer just played it just gnarled up some weird sound that's not hi-fi at all 
Um, and it's like is that, that, that lead doom, part. Ding, 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 doom, ding, ding, ding. Is it that part? I have no. I can't remember what the part is. Is it at the all. the really verbed out? Uh, no, it's not verbed out. It's just like super dry mid range distorted. Second half of the second. Oh, chorus. it's like yeah. It's not super super loud in the mix either. Um, it was that, and then uh, and then after I did that, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this slide guitar part that has a little bit of reverb on it, and then it was like those two things. And it's funny because I think if I showed someone the first mix of the song and the final mix of the song, like just a normal person, they would not be able to tell the difference because <laughs> it's like we're like, and that's how in tune we were when we were making that record was like the first mix to the final mix is like maybe a 4% difference, but it was like a chasm <laughs> at the yeah. time, you know, like it was like insurmountable at the time. But yeah, if I go back to the first mix, it's pretty much the same so thing. So how does it feel when I say that it's like w- probably my favorite song on the record? No, it's like, it's really that, good because I think it's one of my favorite songs on the record too. Same here, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, it's Aaron Crawford's favorite song. Um, Taking turns, and that's this is why we were so adamant that we nail it because everyone loved this song. Would you be like, pissed if I did a cover of it? <laughs> no, I'd be. Oh, dude, I was yeah. would be. I was be like I, I was like super stoked on it, and I came up with like some keyboard. You know, I, I would love to hear that. It's a great yeah. song, and that's why we were it. like fighting tooth and nail to make it happen. Um, but really, like from yeah, to to go back to the you know the inspiration was just like I need a blueprint. Like, what is the thing? Like, how does this song really flow? And the problem was the there's a long. It's a, maybe like two minutes of the song in the end are just this big wash of chorusing like right like it's like Mm -hmm. it's just like the same hooky kind of thing and it grows but we you know i i I don't think there was any problem with how we track stuff or whatever i think everything sounded good but it was just like just mixing you know sometimes you can ride automation and make the mix like happen like okay we're gonna bump up volume or whatever and i tried all that and it just didn't wasn't there so it was like basically it was making the song feel really boring because there wasn't enough of a shift between yeah. sections. You're right. That that was always the that was always the trouble spot for me. I think was after the the second chorus would start, mm-hmm. and right around that time is where I would start to be like, all right, this song has kind of lost me. Where it's like it's starting to feel a little bit boring. Like it's not bringing anything new to the table. So like Ryan, for your reference, yeah, the second chorus goes around twice. Yeah. So when the second time through hits like nothing really was changing. So it just feels like two choruses doing the same thing. Over gotcha. And over so you were, you were like Nate, worried that it was too drawn out. Nate added that guitar part to the second half. Yeah. So it's a little, it's see what I'm, when I'm my favorite part of it, even though it was like, it's so subtle. It's, 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 there's this, uh, Oh, the part where he's like, you were like, the the more you lie, the more we're getting to. The, and there's a do 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 that that part that that yeah. part. It's like my favorite. Steve Crawford comes in with that like open open handed weird guy dude, reverse fill. It's, and it's so like, cool. And, I and love it, dude. That guitar tone that you get, that like na 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 that like that weird. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. Thanks, man. Go well, listen that, to Shane's record, you fuckers. We weren't we weren't <laughs> sure about that one, and it made it. So there's only one record that we or one song we cut. There's one song that actually didn't make it. Yep. Can you song. send me that song, Shane? I mean, I, it's not really complete. So. Yeah, we didn't really mix it, did we? Uh uh-uh. uh But at some, well, at some just, point, at some point, we'll do it for sure. It's kind of a cool idea. Send me it's that just not developed. Shit. 
It's truly just a B-side at this point. I don't care. It's like Blurple. Like, I don't it's care. Exa- it's like pretty much in, in the exact same state as well, where it's really not done enough that you would want to show it to anybody. What do you got, Nate? Yeah, Nate, you got you got a song. I want to I want to just do some like nice. Uh, this has been such a fun conversation. It's been so much like, fun, by the way. Thank you sure. so much, Shane. It's been a dude, blast, dude. Thanks I for- love you guys, man. I'm, I'm happy to see you. <laughs> I mean, we, this we, is just a this is just an unabashed hang fest, isn't it? Yeah, dude. Who cares, man? It's just recorded. It's for recorded for our one fan. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna post this to all the all Josie, the face actually down two socials. fans. I, sh- I shouldn't say one fan. It's two fans. It's, two, it's it's Josie and it's Jerome. Hi, Jerome. <laughs> What's up, man? Shane knows Jerome, dude. Do <laughs> we I? had him on the other sure day. Sure, you do. He ran the warehouse in Wilmer. Yeah, oh, dude. Jer- Jerry Myers. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. What's up, Jerry? <laughs> um. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna just end with some uh b- some beautiful music because all right we're going to massive attack <laughs> and this is kind of y'all have to dig a little bit this song is called the spoils actually i think this is one of their top tracks this might be one of their top tracks yeah it's it, it is it's it's uh it's in their top tracks that's lucky uh it's number nine in their top tracks yeah the spoils dude i don't know okay hold on go to uh it, it'll say like load five more of their uh top tracks and it's on their top tracks is it the spoils dash hope sandoval yeah yeah that's right spoils yeah. come near me is spoils come near me single in 2016 yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i got it all right three two one play trying to wind it down a little bit you, know? uh, you wound it down to the core <laughs> what if i was over here just listening to like some kind of monster by metallica <laughs> and there you go you know i would uh, still say that's a slap so dude man um, yeah i don't doubt it that was sick man that that's like that's uh, cin- cinematic music the, those dude those are those are the vibes man like those yeah. are, th- that's the music that I want I think like I like basically I love sitting down with just the keyboard and finding like a really cool synth patch and like turning on the vocal and just like for 10 minutes I'll just sing like the saddest lines and find these chords and it'll feel so right yeah should make an album like that sometime man damn stuff is so good it's so well done like just yeah. it's I th- I think 
it's i don't know to me it's just so hard to like make something that simple and do it tastefully and have it really translate and feel good like that's man that's tough i think no it doubt. takes just a lot of time a Great lot song. of time and a lot of energy yeah yeah and her vocals are phenomenal it's fantastic so. yeah yeah i've been listening to this um I've been listening to like the the most recent Mass Attack stuff, which is like weird because it's just like it's like these two songs, and then it's um uh the the thing they put out I think also in 2016 uh Ritual what is it called uh, Ritual Spirit, which is like four songs. All Dude, four of those songs are amazing. Um, uh, where is this Massive Attack band? Like I see I see Massive Attack and I see two dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, so Massive Attack has had multiple different um, people in it, like over the years. I mean, this is a trip hop band from that originates in the '90s, right? So, so you said there was like a record in 2016. Was it like a EP? It's, or it's something? just an EP. It's so basically this release and this release is called Spoils Come Near Me, and then the the, the other one's called Ritual Spirit. They're both awesome. They're none of the songs are the same, so don't expect them all to be like this or whatever they're all kind of different um but they're all really good they're like really really good songs um and and this is uh i mean obviously this isn't super recent music but this has really helped me think about um just like in production or whatever like how important it is now to just like release good songs like instead of like you know, like the way people are thinking about things now is like way less about albums. But when I think about a song like the spoils, like what we just listened to, it kind of just does it right. Like it's like treating a song like a whole album and just like treating like, like basically they went all in on this song and it's like 100% and it's amazing. And, and then, you know, the other songs they put out are all the same, you know, but like, yeah. they, I'm not saying they haven't done that mezzanine. It has been, I mean, mezzanine is just a classic album like it's a kind of quintessential uh it's, it's one that i want in my like vinyl collection I, yeah. you know i only the daftest people in the world i would not recommend mezzanine to you know like the only the most like completely like <laughs> you know just not musically literate people would i say don't listen to that but it's like everybody else yeah listen to mezzanine for sure it's got so much good stuff on it i think this uh, is 1998 mezzanine yeah it's okay. awesome mezzanine's great i love uh healy go land which is from 2010 i love that record so much i think it's awesome uh damon alburn of of blur and gorillas is like all over that record and it's so cool um and yeah, I mean, this is just, it's, they're like the, they're such a cinematic band. Um, yeah. Perfect movie music. Perfect. Like just life music, atmosphere music. I didn't, I didn't expect this, this episode to be very serious, but man, it's a good song, mate. That's yeah, a, I know. Very good, <laughs> I picked it cause it's a great, it's a very song. good one. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've just been listening to Mass Attack a lot lately. I don't know. And we don't have to go like super serious. I, I just. Wow, like I'm, I'm very it's like. A be- I mean, intrigued. it's a beautiful. Well, I think we've gotten to, song. we've gotten to cover a lot of, like, just great songwriting and, and yeah. sort of yeah. break it down and talk about it. So yeah. I think that's good. I think all 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 the songs we picked actually cover a lot of ground. Oh, <laughs> they do. for sure. And, uh, 
and but all kind of tie together in some way you know what i mean with just yeah thinking things through so nicely done guys <laughs> nicely done we did it <laughs> that's a we tight did. ass pod you know that's a tight ass pod bro yeah that's a tap <laughs> <laughs> sick dude shane thank you so much yeah man. thank you man thank you for sh- joining us man it was great you got it i'm sorry if you had problems contacting my assistant she tries her best and <laughs> You know, we try to fit stuff like this into my I schedule did. when possible. Yep. And yep. lucky for you guys, I just got off a flight and yeah, was able to sit down. And <laughs> that is lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. No. Yeah. I of think- course I would do this. Of yes. course. <laughs> this is just hang hour, dude, dude. Just promise me that you'll come on another time because this was too much fun. Like, I'll come on it. every time. Dude, freaking Colgate <laughs> hour over here, dude. Let's yeah. crank it up. Yeah, man. Let a fire in daddy's bingo bunker. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brings me back. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, guys. Thank you for joining us in Sultan's a Slap, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. That you don't.